Honk. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time. Honk. For the main event. Welcome everybody to Honk If You Love Wrestling Podcast. Introducing first from wherever, rain, whatever, freshly squeeze. Two. And now, the best in the world, Mr. Rizzo. Welcome to the Honk If You Love Wrestling Podcast. TBZ and myself, Mr. Rizzo, are going to discuss the subjective art form of professional wrestling. This week, we're going to discuss surprise returns. Dominant champions and the results of the monstrosity that is the WWE draft. I don't even want to say it. That's how much it makes me feel so terrible. But let's say hello to TBZ. How's it going, buddy? Hey, hey. You know another, another, another stupendous week of wrestling. If you ask yes, me. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Some of the wrestling is amazing when it when it, when the other parts don't bring me down. I loved this past year at the WrestleMania where Miz made a nod to that. And I feel like it was kind of also like a jab at him. Be like, yeah, stupendous. That was a good idea, right? Right? <laughs> so it's, it, it just reminds me of this like whole Viking experience thing where it's like, we will never let you forget you did this. <laughs> so. Yes, the Viking experience. I have that written out as a note somewhere this week. I guess hmm. that, you know, we both said it today. huh? Hmm. Anyway. Anyway. We had a little housekeeping to get through before we talked about some wrestling there's some on-screen stuff indeed i was listening to last week's episode and i noticed we were a little confused on the official name of the new belt so i just wanted to touch on that i was, I was unsure if world was part of the title which it is it's the world heavyweight championship so just put it out there as much as you are 100 correct and i'm glad we are clarifying the housekeeping i don't think wwe has an and clue what their championships mean, what's what, with what, who's on Roman's belt and our waist or what. It's, I, I'm not sure. I, I don't know. But you are correct. That is the correct uh, uh, title. But if I know my product, they'll do anything to try and identify and like make it uh, unique to its own thing and be like, you know, for instance, right now, what we're talking about, it's the undisputed championship and the heavyweight championship. You know, it's like, uh, slightly different, but it is different. We got you. I mean, if we're going to go back to talking about that, which is completely understandable <laughs> with how they did the draft as well, and we're going to get to the draft, but like they, the way even Paul Heyman talked about the belt when he got a chance to do a promo, he made it seem not as important because of Roman and vice versa. Triple H made Roman kind of seem like a pain in the ass because he was doing his own thing with the belt, so we got to create a new one. Just to appease other people. Like, it was just... Well, not just people. Maybe it's not the draft in WWE. Not just people. The the, uh, supporters. The channels. TV stations. Yes. What I'm trying to say is I think Trips' hand is being forced because one of the stations is like, how come SmackDown's got two belts and we got fucking Austin Theory? (laughs) Like, what's going on here? Is, yeah, we're going to get to it. We're going to get to it. But we like sure. to start with the top of the alphabet, right? Sure. It's, Didn't you have how some we housekeeping you wanted stuff? to touch on or no? 
Um, annexation of Puerto Rico, but we're going to get to that with Sammy and KO. We're, I'm not going to forget it this week. I'm not going to forget it, okay? That is part of the housekeeping. We realized we said it in the intro and never touched on it, so we're yes. definitely going to do it this time, according to Rizzo, about, just like he said last time. We're going to put it, <laughs> we're going to talk about the annexation of Puerto Rico. Anyway. But you know what becomes before annex? AEW. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, we're, we're learning. I remember this in school. Learning how to do the alphabet. This is good. <laughs> So yeah, uh, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna pull a curveball here though. Let's start off. You want to talk about this Jade Taya match, and uh, I just want to start off with it because while it may have been a decent match, I am underwhelmed by this match. Uh, I'll let Rizzo take the floor, but I'm just asserting my my viewpoint on this match. Go ahead. I don't think it got like this main event like praise or anything like oh my god, it was amazing. You got to go back and watch these two go. I actually mm-hmm. liked. Taya versus Emmy, like a lot better. I'm not even rating this match as being just of like a three honker or anything like that. Like, mm-hmm. anyway, my, my point I was making is I love the, the interaction between the two ladies that are of equal size, which is not usually the case for Jade. She had someone that stacked up like even against her that can throw around the same way she throws somebody else around. And it was great to see the two ladies go at it. But the stipulation of Taya not being able to use the same move that Jade had led me to believe that either they're going to continue the story between the two of them, or this is just kind of a weird way to not have them actually get the win. Because if I want to complete talk about what this feud maybe eventually is going, which everyone has been predicting for a while with um, uh, Chris Statlander, she's been recently seen um, on social media, looking jacked, looking awesome as she does. Also, during a baseball game, might I add. Yes. So just <laughs> just looking great. So we're probably going to get that matchup. But I thought before seeing those photos, like, well, maybe we're going to get round two. And Ty is going to be able to use the match. It's going to maybe be a hardcore match that Jade's never done. Jade's never done anything a little bit over the top. And that would be a way for her to lose her title. But realistically we're nation of speculation uh i think that we're going to be talking about her uh going against chris statlander for a realistic chance of losing her title but i liked the whole story with taya but that that's about it like i thought it was that was okay here i'm i'm disappointed because of how taya got treated I feel like she's now going to get the nyla rose treatment and hey you had your one chance and you failed it so Back to the back of the line, get to the mid car where you can, I don't know, maybe fight with uh, Ember Moon. I forget what her name is in this one, but you know, just like, it's just, just not going to do much, I feel. Like this, like, yeah, I just hope they don't bury her. 100% as much as, um, oh my God, you made me forget what Ember Moon's first name, Ember Moon's <laughs> name is. And I'm so mad at myself because um, I, I'd like her. And she's just a champion of Ring of Honor. And that's why we just she's moved over there where we're not seeing her on TV. But I completely understand your point. But the only reason that Jade's almost been a little... Some people have been buried on Rampage is Real because quick. of... It's Athena. Athena! Thank you. Thank you. Um, is that they've just been limited with TV time. And then Soraya and the Outcasts and Britt and Jamie Hayter have been eating up the time on Dynamite. And when we eventually get two shows, maybe Taya is on Dynamite and going after those ladies as opposed to 
wrestling against Jade anymore. So there's just potential. I just don't know. But you're correct. I don't know if she's actually all elite and she's with AEW now. And then she may be with yeah, Ring of Honor down the road. There's, I, I don't really know. That's the thing. It felt kind of temporary and a belt would solidify that. So that was nice. Uh, if this feud's not over, then fine. That's great. Because I was, as you were talking, I was just thinking about it to, to describe this. It was just very anticlimactic. Like it yeah, was on that's a how it ended. dynamite. Agreed. And the match was underwhelming. Uh, I'm looking at my notes here and I'm, re- I'm remembering how this, uh, why I was so mad. Taya lost because she tried to do her finisher, then remembered she couldn't and went, Gee, I don't know what the fuck to do anymore. Oh no, I'm pinned. It was like, really? You're a professional wrestler. Nothing to stand on this. But here's it was it was upsetting, but that was the finish. And I was like, yeah, that's the story they're telling. And I was like, I don't like the end, but I was like, I get it's the oh, you can use your finisher, so yeah, like you know, what can you do? But it's just the way it was presented was just you make Taya look like an idiot, like she doesn't know what she's doing. That is what led me to believe that maybe that's not the last time they're going to go at each other. That, right. That's so, what I said. It's like, if this feud so. isn't over, then good. But, like, this if was it is, very Yeah, mediocre. I feel bad for Ty. I can't help but, but yeah. thinking that because every channel, every feud we've seen for the TBS belt does not last long. It's almost like the TNT belt. It doesn't stick around, except it's kind of reverse. It stays with her, and she doesn't feud with anybody. She just train rolls through everybody. Beat you once, get out my way. Beat you two, get out my way. Never again. See you later. It's a, it's a good thing that they have kept certain people away from her. Yes, so, because it would not go well. Yes, and so. I thought Taya would have done it. And maybe that's as why I'm also mad. Like all of it, hopefully we're getting to the end of the reign. And, so. and let me just say, also at the end of this match, emotions may have been running high with TBZ because I see it in all caps. You don't touch Aubrey like that. Oh, oh. And I'm referring yeah. to when Taya, after she lost the match, just got mad and started like hulking out and just beating people up. And Aubrey happened to be the ref of that match and she got in her face. And I was like, Ooh, Taya, you are getting on my shit list real quick right now. Yes, she didn't yes. do anything. Like they kind of like, you know, she did the like, let me grab she your put her collar. On. And she's like, Whoa. And then they got her you separated, but just like, so my emotions may have been running high, which may have colored my opinion of this match. But I did want to bring that up because I liked. Oh, it was it's so been a minute since we've cr- seen an interaction. I was like, like that. no, don't do this. No. <laughs> yes, I was like, no, don't do this. That was so fun. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's 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 weird. I, I I hope every time someone challenges for the TBS belt, I hope we get a feud, and we kind of don't. So I'm expecting we don't with Taya, but I hope we do because I like what I see with her and. Yeah, maybe next time let's see her if she can actually do the finisher. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, we'll see if there's an, an ending to that. But yeah. so yeah, more AE dubs. Um, we had I don't know. Did you want to talk about a return? Well, I guess we didn't return, but like, well, let's touch on it before it gets wrestling. away from us. Yes, yes, yes. And this is the surprise return to AEW. Yeah, return too, but. Return to wrestling. Return to wrestling. wrestling Debut. So we kind of lied in the intro, but we did it to throw you, to to make it vague and make you think, what are we going to talk about? And that is Mr. Rizzo. I'm going to plow through and say Roderick Strong is all elite, baby. And the reason I said it that way is he came out to help Adam Cole. As, uh, as they were getting beat down by... Uh, so uh, the feud's 
The feud's heating up between Adam Cole and Jericho. Uh, Adam Cole, fuming from the previous week, is coming out just like practically swinging. Uh, We see him in a promo backstage with Renee, and he's like, hey, we got time with Adam Cole. And he's like almost practically grabbing the mic from him, being like, Jericho, you piece of shit. Where the hell are you? I want to beat you in that ring, and I'll see you there. And if you ain't there, you're a coward. And he just leaves. And so then we have another promo, which we're about to touch on that you were describing, which is Adam Cole comes out to that ring and he's like, lo and behold, Jericho's not here. He's like, cuts a promo. And then Jericho appears on the Videotron being all like, you, you know, you practically saying you stupid idiot, but he didn't say that. Uh, but he shows up and he's just like, of course, I'm not going to get in the ring with you. I don't respect you and blah, blah, blah. So I'm going to beat you up. You know, I'm not there to beat you up. My, my boys are. And so JAS shows up and it's like the likes of. Hager, 2.0, and I think Daniel Garcia all show up. So, you know, Adam Cole's left out in the rain there. Um, what happened then? Uh, I thought, who else came to J- Adam Cole's aid? Didn't um, Orange Cassidy. Oh, and that's right. And Bandito. Bandito, who right. had a match because earlier in the day. And mm-hmm. th- the match was great. Was Orange great. retained. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry we're plowing through that one, but it was great. Um, but they yeah. became friends for a minute and then helped out Adam Cole, the- even though there's a blood with them. But like they were more just going after JAS. In reality, all it was is they did the sportsmanship thing at the end of their match. Correct. Correct. And, and apparently that's enough to be best friends with Orange Cassidy. You see him in an uh, – they interrupted an interview backstage where like Orange and – I think it was right after their match and they're like both just kind of like – they're kind of like doing their own bit or whatever. They were just chumming it up. So again, asserting, oh, they're best friends now. And yes, that like you're, you are correct. Orange Cassidy, which Orange Cassidy was an interesting pick. Like I didn't, uh, I was kind of like, huh, well, Orange is coming out. Okay, whatever. So those two come out to defend, but you know, that's still three against four. What are they going to do? Bring Roderick Strong in. That's what and they're going to do. Roderick Strong. <laughs> that's and- where Roderick Strong comes in to even the numbers. So now we've got like a faction war between... I mean, this is Adam Cole's fucking wheelhouse right now. He's got the faction war going on. Yeah, crowd was chanting "Undisputed" because um, "Undisputed." I didn't catch that. That's kinda, nice. Yeah, so that I was, love that. That's kind of nice. Yeah. And honestly, the first thing that popped in my head because I didn't watch this live because of the way we record, um, that there is, I knew that Roderick Strong had came out, and then I watched it, and when I first watched it, I was like. The matchup that I want to see more than anything else be- with him, and it doesn't even matter where I see it, even if it goes in Ring of Honor, I want to see him and Daniel Garcia go at it in Ring of Honor. Um, like, I want to see that. You're talking Roderick Strong? Yes, Roderick Strong and Garcia in like a 25 minute match. It would just be amazing. Um, mm-hmm. I just, I can see that happening. He does the. He did one. He does like the backbreaker or the lung blow or like whatever it's called, depending on how you and it look I think it'll just look great between the two of the both with a beat the crap out of each other. I just think don't know. For some reason, as soon as I was like, that matchup's gonna be cool. As much as the rest of the feud's gonna be cool, I want to see that matchup. Isn't isn't he the uh, Messiah, the backbreaker or whatever? Yeah, something around that. Yes, back yeah. yeah. So yeah, no, it's exciting. And and now we're poised to potentially get an elite versus the undisputed. Air, uh, feud down the line. Yeah, yeah. Like that 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 opens some interesting doors uh that I would like to see happen in AEW. So fingers crossed. <laughs> so, so yeah. one other thing on AEW that I think will bleed into a couple things would be uh BTE. Um sure. Yeah, and I know that there's one thing that you well, want to talk about. Dynamite and BTE. So yes. 
we want to make two shout outs here to some up and comers that we're seeing getting a step up here. I was actually going to say something else just as funny. Well, no, go ahead. It'll end it. I was going to talk about how Kenny Omega and them are just kind of tiptoeing about like their storyline being the greatest, but it's, it's not really, of course the bloodline is like, that's of course, that's what's, that's what's the best one out there. And then Nick, Nick Jackson, just kind of like, wait, what you guys, why are they talking about the bloodline? Like, I just love the the dumb face. They're like, huh? I don't know. I'm just going to say that. But the cooler stuff, a lot cooler stuff on BTE is what TBZ is going to talk about. Go ahead, sir. Okay, yeah. So starting with BTE, um, a a buddy of mine, uh, his brother has been uh, doing like weightlifting training out in LA and stuff like that. And he's actually been rubbing elbows with people in IEW. actually got a contract last year. And today... He was on BTE with the Iron Savages, as he is now their manager. So, Iron Savages. I was kind of floored because I was like, oh, getting on a brand I actually watch now. You know, because again, like Dark and Elevation, those were things that just, just too much wrestling, man. I can't get to it. So, um, I just, it was great. Like, it, that is a good platform for him to definitely get more screen time. I don't know if he will, but, uh, you know, it'll be better than just being background for the factory or whatever. Yeah, didn't so they no. throw him around once or twice? And yeah, yeah, time? yeah. I got a choke slam by Big Show. Well, oh, sorry, Paul White. My bad, because he was not in WWE. Remember, <laughs> his shirt said "No More BS." <laughs> and then the second one is going back to Dynamite during the episode we saw the debut of RJ City. <laughs> he was yeah. doing a he was in a backstage promo, just like announcing the upcoming. Oh. He was announcing that Takeshita is teaming up with Kenny Omega. Well, we have seen him a little bit. I mean, I don't know. Was this just his Dynamite debut? Maybe. Because I know that he's been doing the pre-show for some of the for the pay-per-views and stuff like that. Yeah, he's I'll, been I'll doing say shows where, like, sure. He's been doing some internet stuff where he's um, he's been driving the wrestlers from the airport to like the arena. And then he recorded them. And that was kind of funny. And then, hey. EW is just so so great. But yeah, him actually showing up on Dynamite and then getting beat up by a few people was just kind of like, no, leave our RJ City alone, please. Leave no, don't do that. Well, that's but, the problem. Yeah. He got in the way of BCC. Yes. Yeah. Felt bad for him. That's what I'm saying. It's just they're goddamn ruffians going around just beating people up. And it didn't make any sense. Moxley's like, we got scars to leave on AEW. It's like, what does that mean? I don't even think we found out what that means yet. Oh, I think he's just because of what they did to to Callis. Don Callis' accidental, like, huge gas in, gash in his forehead, like when he bounced into the lighting yeah, rig but, or whatever. But I thought they were just talking about that. that at the Elite. I thought he was just generally talking about how he's got to go around and beat the shit out of everybody in the locker room. Well, yes, too. That's the case. I just meant he was in talking sure. about that particular accidental nasty ass. No, what I mean, up. it's like who is he threatening right now? Is he threatening somebody specific? Is this a feud coming up? Who is he going to go against? I don't know. Moxley's just out of his goddamn mind, yes, murdering 100%. people. One hundred percent. Like, I just, I don't, I don't care for it. I'm not in. It's just a stupid storyline. It just, you're, you're basically a Neanderthal now, Moxley. Congratulations. You're just going around. Oh, I hit thing real hard. Bruh, I'm Moxley. Zug, zug. That's your character right now. And it's just like, well, if I can't bleed, I'm just going to do this. But I'll get to bleeding anyway. Are, are we even alive if we're not yeah. bleeding? I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. 
So it's just whatever. I'm not like, you know, I'm not like saying get the fuck out, but it's just like, I got nothing else to say. It's just, that's how I feel about the storyline. Moving on. Excellent. Excellent. I forgot. Where, oh, we were doing shout outs, which is now going to bleed into the. Who's, who were you shouting out? I know that it was. What, what was his name again? Jameson Ryan. Jameson Ryan. Yeah, that's uh, badass. That's he, just he so claims. Cool. He claims this. Uh, it was jacked Jameson Ryan. I don't know if that's his AEW name or that oh, was he's like just his adding that to name. himself. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I got you. Maybe I don't know. I didn't double check with that. Maybe Jameson Ryan in AEW. That's the cool. That's cool. The shout out for BTE and then RJ City on Dynamite. That's what I. That's what I like to hear. I'm like the the fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah. RJ City was a cool dude. I, I think I uh, I think I, I sat next to him once and watched him watched him eat a cob salad. So I'm just just gonna say that anyway, delicious well, salad. Yes, yes. Right. Uh, we the one other cool thing in AEW is I think the great feud with the champ and what I they just want to say. I called it. I called it, boys. It's we happening. Have, we knew it. The pillars. You can't. Pillars. Yep. Oh, this, ahead, this is where it's at. Yeah. So I love the we we were correct last week when we stumbled through our explanation of how it was going with the the blank check that that uh, Sammy Guevara was getting is that he's working towards the blank check that he will lay down and after he accomplished his thing, it doesn't matter really. Like Ko, I'm not Ko. Tony Khan was like, "Hey, um, all right, this is the deal. We're gonna have you be." a tag team together, and if you beat Jungle Boy and Darby next week, I think it's next week, which is, is this week, which is tonight. Tonight. might be over. I don't know. Um, well, if you're listening to this, it definitely is over. Uh, <laughs> that, uh, well, maybe not. It doesn't matter. Moving on! Moving on. <laughs> the, that they will keep the stipulation of it being Sammy versus... Um, MJF, but if they lose, it'll be what? What? What are we surprised about? Be a fatal four-way. Yes, yes, it is surprising. Here's what I'll that say: We got this, to this point, isn't it? This is a good example. I was bitching about this weeks ago about how it's like I hate when you telegraph a match. This one is okay. I am fine with this one. I was hundred percent there. I'm like, I like it. This is what they're like, doing. This is what they're, they're not going to not win it. this match. They're going to make it a fatal four way. <laughs> but I mean, like, if we really went back and just to, like everything about this story has been done perfect from the time that he's gotten the title, the immediate thing that they did was individually the other three pillars were winning matches on screen to build up their view of like, well, I've, I'm the one that should get the first one. I'm the one. They all had equal records. They all had the equal amount of wins. So then, you know what? I, I don't really want to pick one randomly. So I'll let you guys fight it out. And then, of course, we're not going to let them fight it out. We're going to let them all fight it out until we get MJF in the mix with them too. And I'm like, this is what I love about wrestling. The story just tells what it is. So it's like when I, I, go into the, I go into the Marvel sh- movie knowing who the winner is going to be at the end. Even though it might be a part two, I'm not. I know what happened in in Endgame, um, but I, I I know like I know that's I know the good guy's gonna win or the bad guy. I know what's gonna happen, and I'm here for all of it. It's just it's, it's I don't know. real quick on that Marvel comment. You don't know what's gonna happen. The MCU is completely different from the comic universe. All right. Ooh, Guardians of the Galaxy is coming out. That can't. It wait. is. Yep. Yep. This yes. Friday. This week. When this releases. I will have already Guardians seen it. Galaxy and New Honk if you love wrestling podcast. 
<laughs> yes, maybe we can get a review on that for next week because I have. Well, I don't know. Are you seeing it over the weekend? Uh, probably. I don't know. I think I saw my wife put me in a group chat about it, so possibly. I'll, I'll you know off air. Yes, yes. Hopefully you are. We'll, talk. we'll discuss. I'm going to see early on Thursday. So. What are we talking about again? Uh, wrestling. What, what kind of wrestling? Uh, yeah, we that's what I about thought. AEW wrestling. What about AEW? We were talking about the championship for the pillars. Yeah, the four pillars. There you go. You got it. I knew. I know. Yeah, but I'm... do we have anything else to chew on this? Because it's just it's been great. I know we're getting to the match, but like you said, we didn't watch what happened on Wednesday, which is going to be the 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 tag match between the four of them. I do have some stuff I want to talk about this match that happened between Darby and Sammy beforehand before Mm -hmm. because that's what happened. The Darby, the Darby, Sam, Sammy match happened. It was the final. So after that final happened, then Tony Khan came out and said, hey, that's when the stipulation happened. This match was is very interesting. I, I note that Sammy comes out in the snakeskin ring gear. Thought it was kind of funny at the same time that MJF's toting about pickles. Because it's like, from afar, if you don't like, you don't see it that well, it's like, oh, he looks green like pickles. Look at that. Like, they, they got like chemistry, I guess is what I'm saying. That, like, it's interesting that they've they've kind of put this this tag match that's happening now. Uh, it's heels versus faces. Just to, to piggyback on the pickles, mm-hmm. um, if you did try to order them or if you didn't look into it, which they're sold out already, the pickles... With shipping, a one jar of pickles would have been $37 with shipping. And a pack of three without shipping would have been $70. So I did not purchase them, but I did have it in the cart without paying for them. Anyway, moving on with more about the pillars. Uh, so just to touch on real quick, these pickles, MGF's like, he's peddling pickles. I don't know. Actually, I really, I had this aha moment watching this. And it's like, MJF's talking about pickles. He's selling these pickles. And I kind of want to know if MGF goes, yeah, you know, we got this all fatal four-way thing coming up, but why don't we just be like, man, MJF sure is in a pickle. I sure am. <laughs> like, I'm going to sell these pickles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like that meta level, I was just thinking, of was like, this guy is a goddamn genius. And it's just like all the interactions about these pickles during the match were hilarious. I love Taz at one point when he had this pickle, they like cut to him and he's just like got the biggest, like he's having a ball. He's just loving this pickle business. Yeah. He, he said that he touched all of them in the jar before he got one. So (laughs) (laughs) just just so you know, I touched them all. Sorry. Oh my god! So <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I'm just noticing we're talking about literally everything that isn't this match. But like th- this match is just—I feel like this feud has a very good attention to detail. He's, uh, for instance, again, like they're showing the chemistry. Oh, the green pickles, that stuff. Also, snakeskin to show he's a snake in the grass, being like, "Yeah, he's going along with MJF." But what's he got up his sleeve? What's he gonna do to MJF? What's his aha gotcha moment? Because Sammy's. Sammy's not leaning into this, just being like, sure, I'll take a blank check, whatever. No, like he's got to have a bad, he's got to have a plan, you know, there's at least that's my impression here. So, um, but yeah, like just this, the attempt, this feud is great. This feud has been awesome. Uh, and while we're talking here, you know, we've always, oh, MJ or not MJF, uh, Hangman, when he got the belt, it was just, he fell off. This is maybe how you do it. It, it feels like they're still making MJF's feuds engaging while he's the champion. 
I think the criticism that some people had, and I wasn't in this boat of making it, was his thing that he was doing before he got the belt and then when he got the belt immediately was making someone go through hoops and like to get to him. And this isn't any of that at all. Like he, in this time that he had it, he it watched still is. That's what the tournament well, was. I meant, but that's not on him. He didn't like set up stipulations or getting people to like to the to fight whatever. He literally just watched them get to that point where they were going to compete for it. And then when it got to a certain, like really close for the last couple, he was just like, "I'm going to buy my way out of this." I'm going to buy – and, like, it was just a different – I just meant it was something different than, like, hey, you got to do this. You got to do this. You got to do this. Hey, I'm, you know what? I got this. I, I just, It's something different. I liked it. I, that, that, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. No, yeah. We're in agreement here. It, it, that's – it to its core, yes, it's the same fucking thing. But that's what's so great. That's how you do a feud. That's how you tell a story of someone coming back and fighting again, not just, I want a rematch. I want a rematch. I'm going to cut the line. I want another rematch. No, you got to have a reason why they're there and why they are quote cutting the line because a story is being told and that they've been doing that with MJF. They're saying the same thing, but changing it up a bit. And it's enough to just feel different and feel engaging and entertaining. You are correct, sir. 100%. So I'm just, I'm, I'm loving it. I'm loving attention to detail. I can't. I'm honestly excited for this. Like I said, like this whole latest Sammy speculation I have. I'm like, that's got to happen, right? Something. This can't. There's got to be something going on under the surface. There's more than just face value going on here. And I'm. I can't wait to see what's going to happen this week. Next yeah, week. Yeah. Well, even if we somehow get Sammy and MJF to win, and we don't get the Fatal Four Way, which we all just assumed that that was happening. We didn't see what happens in the match, but I didn't think that he was actually going to lay down. I just assumed that they were going to start something right when that match happened and then end up fighting in a match. You know, like that's just how I thought was going to happen anyway, but we'll, we'll see. We will get there. Um, anything else on AEW before I kind of really, really, I got to make sure I stay calm, but before we kind of no, talk think- about some stuff. No, I think we've kind of, like, I mean, sure, there's stuff we could talk about, but uh, I think we touched on the major points uh, to get through this week. We would put, put a big chunk into uh, AEW. It's but what if I you really don't want to talk about the reality of things in the wrestling world, we could always belay that. I know how much you're not looking forward to. Uh, My point was, is that's what brings me joy in the wrestling uh, world, is AEW. Does? Everything about the product, whether it was <laughs> AEW Dark or AEW Dark Elevation, which no longer exists, and I'm sorry that some uh, no long no AEW uh, dark elevation minute or wrestling minute this week because there was a lot of stuff that didn't happen and they ended the show. But my point was is that it's all the stuff that I love. All the stuff that I love about wrestling right now is on AEW, and the WWE product with particularly the draft has brought me down so low that I almost don't like professional wrestling. It makes me like embarrassed to want to talk about it with anyone that's ever not watched the product. Like I, I they want to get associated with like these sports like events talked about the same way athletes are talked about, but they don't make an effort to care about their product to, to make it worthwhile. Like, 
They're running a draft the same time as the NFL draft, and they can't like they just don't follow rules that they have when the other team that is run by someone like Roger Goodell can pay attention to the rules and it make it work. And when WWE can make the own rules and do whatever they want, and it's not entertaining. It's just so disappointing, and it just brings me down. But we're going to break down. There's so many different ways that I can talk about this. I just that's my that's my little tip of the iceberg of opining of how much I hated this seven draft. I just I want to touch on a thing you just said. Go ahead, TBC. Take it away uh, from me, please. An argument <laughs> you're making is is rooted in last in the previous years because you're saying that they don't follow the rules. Currently, there are no rules that haven't been broken yet. We we are setting the like. This whole draft that happened is them, like, asserting the rules. It's what we do with this now is what matters. And that's we're, – we're in that moment right now. I already put up, okay, then how come in midway through the draft they made a point like, Brock Lesnar cannot be drafted. He's a free agent. Or Omos has worked a special deal and he has been a free agent. You know, those sound pretty cool. Those sound exclusive. Those sound like that is something special to be a free agent. And well, then a little while later, a little while later – Mustafa Ali and Von Wagner and those are also free agents. Like, well, well, what what's so special about the way they negotiated their contracts compared to these people that you don't care enough about to be drafted who are also free? What's the difference? Like, you don't make it special. Giant. You don't make a tie. You don't Giant. make an yeah. But like, you can tell a story of just saying between round one and round three, randomly Brock. And Omas are no longer a part of the draft. They have secretly made things where they are pulled out of the draft pool and they get to be special. And then the other guys who aren't drafted at the end or however they want to tell it that make it more sense could just be like, these people were not drafted. And they get to decide which brand they go to on their supplemental pick. You know, they won't be paid as well as someone who was drafted or they don't get treated as well. They don't get to have premium matches. They can tell whatever story they want and they don't do it. But no, they just go, yeah, these guys are the same boat as these premium athletes like Brock Lesnar. They're the exact same thing. Nothing different the, between the two of them. The undrafted ones, you mean? Yeah. Or free agents? What, whatever they do, they don't make a distinction between the two. They don't, like, it's just, it's just so also, that kind of sucks that they just said anybody who's not drafted is a free agent because that's already introducing chaoticness to the mix. Because then you'll just be like, oh, yeah, they were free agents from the draft. What? Really? No, they were drafted. Uh, whoopsie. Um, but yeah. Uh, I just can't tell you how many different things I can complain about of them not making any stories. Um, having pe two people just go back and forth, but they're just going to maybe swap a belt. Not breaking up tag teams. Um, not making any effort to tell a story with different uh, GMs, um, not telling free agent stories or doing any trades with any of the picks, or making us believe that after four rounds of a draft on SmackDown Friday night and a few supplemental picks, which would maybe be the sixth round or fifth round, that Monday night at 8 o'clock, it is now round one again. Not round seven. And I well, don't understand it's, it's, because it's, round, it's the raw round one. Oh, oh, because that's what happens in the NFL draft. We are here. Round one. Day two. No, it's it's day two. Round two. That's how it works. Like I just. Uh, uh, 
you know, like, uh, don't, well, make it, don't make it five rounds. Do do day one, round one, and make it 17 picks. And then Monday is day two. Like, it's just, I, I, it's just so bad. But that's just, what's happening. That's, if you say raw round one, that's day two, round one. That's what they want. Right but this is what they do. They don't want uh, someone on raw to be picked in one spot and someone on SmackDown to pick pick picked on another spot and say, ah, you weren't even picked in the first round. If you weren't picked in the elite spot. So this way they can say, I was the first picked. I was picked in the first. They get to do that with four people. Like it doesn't fucking matter anyway. Like it's just, it, uh, like that's what the, uh, <sighs> calm down. Here's, here's another problem. You're, you're viewing this through the lens of the NFL draft. You're well, expecting them to draft. It? They're not drafting teams. They're drafting brands. They're drafting wrestlers. They're not drafting NFL teams. That's a different dynamic. Why would you assert that onto the same formula then? Because that's what they they make it special. They make it this special thing. Like I'm not going to watch both Raw and SmackDown. Like, uh, like it doesn't oh, matter some anyway. Since goes on one side, like I'm not also going to watch the other show on who. Like no, it doesn't matter who's on what side. They don't make a reason for it to matter who's on what side. They don't tell any stories. They don't do anything for it to be on. Like, it just. <sighs> you know, you said you're not going to watch Raw and SmackDown. To add to this, they had picks happen on Saturday, too. They were just like, oh, all the other people that didn't get drafted today. Uh, we'll do some drafts on Saturday and then we'll do Raw again. And it's like, all right, OK. And they like, I forgot where they said they were going to show it. But again, it was one of those like tertiary media outlets they have. And it's just like, nobody watches that. Stop doing that. Well, the two things. One of the notes I did have on there is they did some of the picks at the end of the rounds, which would have been cooler if they did it like all the way at the end of all stuff or whatever it is. They had a little viewing party for the NXT, and a lot of people that were drafted for the NXT had no clue that they were going to be drafted, view, whatever. And they did it on a show called SmackDown Rundown. And I believe the episode that I watched that they showcased it on was Season 2, Episode 16. And it's the first time I ever heard of the effing show. Ever. And I don't know how much I have to more complain about. Like, I watch all of this product. I consume it, like, all the time, everywhere. I've never seen this show advertised to tell me that I should watch it before. And then all of a sudden, I get one thing, and then I'm like, oh, I'll watch it. Maybe it's a new show. Maybe it's, like, it's been on, like, it's season two episode. Never heard of this damn thing. I just... You uh, clearly uh, don't consume enough of our product. And it was kind of like one of the only fun things that happened. Some people's legitimate, like, surprised that they were going to the main roster. Uh, Grayson Waller was kind of fun. But, like, uh, they didn't tell you when it was going to be on. They didn't tell you when it was going to be live or whatever. Saturday. It was Saturday. I mean, come on. Just be ready on Saturday. The other point that I was going to talk about was one of the reasons I even compared it to the NFL draft is that... That's why that's not the other reason of them just switching back and forth is a reason they can do they can do so many other ways but it, the NFL draft has become this little backstage do it on the computers thing to like I heard someone say this and I forget who it was so it's it's NFL Coachella like if you'd seen the what the draft looks like in Kansas City with how many people are outside to watch which I call hope trafficking with who's going to get picked and who's going to be on whose team, and nobody knows if it's a good player, if it's a bad player. It's all about drama. Everyone loves everything about it. We all love all about it because we understand how it works. But 
NFL, like, they can create their own drama with trading picks and doing this and moving with, and they don't do anything to make us want to watch it as cool as what we see in this huge, gigantic thing called the NFL. And the NFL just puts a list out that says, hey, guys, pick these things. And it's so entertaining. And the NFL, the, N- the WWE can do the exact same thing and then script it and be so cool about it. And they just don't make an effort. And it's sad. And it's just it's disappointing that makes me not want to watch the show. I think that I had enough. I'm trying to try to not be negative about because this is what I honk, I love honk about wrestling, and it's the most negative I've ever been on the show. And I'm gonna try not to do it ever again. Hey, there can be angry honks. There's still honks. Whew. Just saying. Um, while you were going off on that tirade, I was. I think I'm gonna dig into these numbers here, and I just want to touch on an element uh, that when I was watching, they were talking about how Roman got drafted number one, and they, uh, I think it was Michael Cole, had mentioned that Roman had tweeted. Uh, he was like, oh, number one again or whatever, you know, just making the comment like, I'm the best yet again sort of thing. And I'd like to point out, Roman didn't get drafted number one. The bloodline got drafted number one, which is Roman, Solo, and the most important of this trio, Paul Heyman. And that's going to transition into what I fucking hate about the draft. Paul Heyman... Goes with the belts. He's not a pick. He's an accessory. He's a lamp. You basically said this couch got drafted first. Why do we care that Paul Heyman got drafted? He didn't get, he's not in the draft. He's management. Is Adam Pierce up for draft? Is, uh, I I can't even think of it. Tony Khan, not Tony Khan, uh, Nick Khan. Is he up for draft? Like, it, it just, that was dumb to me. I don't like that they, explicitly stated that he got drafted. Yeah, it's just it's just it was it just Roman upsetting. Solid. Just make it both of them. And the other part that was other slightly upsetting is there were a few guys that we haven't seen in a while that I thought if maybe they were drafted it means that they were going to come back like instead of doing a raw comeback uh a raw after mania surprise, they were going to do it in the draft and then we were going to see him and like few people in particular would be would be Biggie. They particularly drafted Kofi and uh, Xavier Woods as the new day. And I'm like, okay, well that that's, that kind of that's how you get them. It wasn't then, those two; it was the new day. So e Biggie will just come right into the new. Yeah, day. Randy Orton was not someone that was drafted. Nope. And then, um, I mean, you're a free agent. Mister Wyatt or Uncle Howdy was not there because of whatever yeah. issues. So we don't know. And then the other one that, like, I might be wrong about, so I'm in, if I'm winging this one, and that was uh, Tommaso Ciampa. Like, was I don't know if he was put as a free agent or he was not going to be still listed as injured. He's and a free agent as much as everybody else we just talked about is a free agent. If he is, but I think all of He's those rarefied people... rarefied air with Randy Orton. <laughs> all of those people I don't think are listed as free agents as people as not being drafted as much as because we didn't even see them listed or posted anywhere. They were unavailable to be drafted. They're yes. not free agents because they're injured. And we're not going to see them anytime soon. I think... And that's the part that I was a little disappointed in uh, specifically to... Who was the last one that I say? I'm sorry. Uh, not Randy Orton... Not 
not Brent, Tommaso, Tommaso okay. Ciampa, is that because I were hoping through something with him and Johnny Gargano and Theory and it's just something there, and we we'll don't see. know if we'll ever get that or when we will get that, but yeah, that's just that's all. So, are you saying that that is a fact that? They are not free agents, or is this speculation? Well, my point is, you are correct. Everyone that isn't is just going to fall into that place whenever they show up. But my overall point was, because we haven't even seen those names mentioned with the other people that are free agents, it's mean we're not going to see them on TV for months anyway. Yeah. like, And if they are, it is the surprise return of someone showing up like a Randy Orton like two months from now. And they didn't draft him because they want to do the surprise. But like I was hoping that was the surprise, and we didn't get any surprises. That's the other thing. We didn't get a surprise draft. What do you? What do we you got a lot about? of people moving up from NXT, which is great. But I meant like we didn't get anyone that like you didn't know of that was going to get drafted. We right? shook the very foundations of the wrestling world. Ah, Bianca's ah. on SmackDown now. She's no longer the Raw Women's Champion, except she oh does God. have the belt. And then I think Rhea Ripley is on Raw. So we we got the Judgment Day back again together. You know why? That's a spoiler. Judgment Day gets drafted to Raw. So like you said, again, touching on that tag team thing, there was options to be like, ooh, Rhea's on SmackDown, but the Judgment Day's on Raw. What's going to happen? And you fucked that up by being like, eh, they're all together now. Okay, so much for that drama that could have shook up things. Uh I think they moved Sheamus away from the IC belt than the one belt he's never had. So he's like, again, not going to be able to win that thing for an entire year. So that's he's the story that they'll to... take away from that. Yeah, but oh no, yeah, the undisputed belts are wrong on, on SmackDown. Yeah, rough for Sheamus. But yeah, um, what else? I mean, I'm trying to like just touch on you know, do the broad strokes here. Um, man, even the the NXT like it's. This is just going to go off like WWE is just in a WWE is just in a like a whirlwind of chaoticness. Uh, you drafted, isn't Indy Hartwell your champion? Yes, there's some stuff to didn't talk you, about dr- for that. Didn't already. you draft the tag team champions? And then didn't you draft a tag team that is challenging your tag champs at like a, a, an event coming up soon in NXT? Well, the way they had it, and like some of those, which the indie part, I have probably the, it's the most understandable because remember I talked about it last week with her being like slightly injured. Indy, yeah, sure. When she was drafted and then when she showed up today, she has a boot. So she relinquished the title. Sure. Today or yesterday it's, on TV. So she doesn't have the, she's no longer the champ. And then we'll so- see. But at the same time, the other part with the tag belts, I think there's a possibility of them unifying the tag champions between the main roster and Raw, and then the whoever the tags are rotates through all three brands because they're barely doing anything. Uh, they have enough. Where ladies have we in heard this places. before? I'm agreeing with you. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm just saying because okay. of the ladies I guess are, that makes sense but all of the thing. ladies that are wrestling for the NXT championship t- tag team match are moving up like last night the the tag champs and then uh which is Isla Dawn and uh oh my god uh Isla Dawn and hang on Alba Fire Alba Fire and Alba Dawn and Isla Dawn the fire witches that I called versus can't the 
Kate squared, Candace Carter and Caden Chance, I think they are all moving up. So they're going to have a banger match on NXT and they're going to have a cool finisher, but I don't know what's going to happen after they move up. I don't know if they're going to be fodder. I don't know if the tag champs is going to do anything. I think me and you agree that we don't think it's going to turn in anything, but yeah, that's, that's, that's where we're at. That's where we are. I guess ultimately it's just laughable to me that we have backlash happening and you have this, like you have this draft, which is supposed to shake everything up. And then you have this promo, which is or the promo, but this pay-per-view, which is supposed to just be like, Hey, uh, what if, what if they win this belt? And it's like, does it really matter though? Yeah, the the belt is just or not the belt. The pay per view was almost like a back burner to the draft. That was like we're sort of doing a draft. We're sort of doing a go home show for the pay per view where we got some build for for Bad Bunny and Priest, and then like oh yeah, Cody and and uh, Brock are gonna fight too. But like, there's not really a lot of build to this. We're going to we're going to Puerto Rico much. Like it was kind of weird that they muddled them all together. But yeah, I mean, I'm trying to find. I thought they were advertising a match between like Oscar and Bianca. That's the other thing. Like both Oscar and point. Bianca moved back over. The t- all the yeah. two of the feuds. I think the four th- that happened on Raw and SmackDown just switched sides. So okay, now they're the the blue the the feuds now blue instead of red. Like it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. But there's. Gotta, I'm trying to find it in my notes because I, I could have sworn I thought it was Bianca versus Asuka for the Raw belt and they're both moving to SmackDown. And I was like, well, why is this match happening then? Who gives a shit if they win because they both going to have to not. Belt. It's not Asuka. And I know that it's this Eco. might sound weird, but yes. yes. Guy. Yeah. But I could have and... sworn there was a graphic for this and everything. I'm trying to look through my notes as well, but. I hope they pivoted from that. I'm excited. Like, oh, let's throw Eo Sky at it. The promo that they had against each other. Was kind of like, hey, they're holding you back. Bailey is holding you back. Think of how great you'll be without them behind you now, and maybe you can shine one on one. But it'll be after I kick your ass. Like that was the promo that Bianca. I was like, ooh, I kind of like that. You're right. I would like, I would like Damage Control to break up and have three single stars, but I don't think that'll happen. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what they're doing. Um, with EO, but yeah, like Bianca's not losing the title to EO. I don't think it's going to happen, but it, hopefully it's a great match. But I, is that that might be the one at Backlash. That won't be we're seeing. Yeah, man. This draft was just, I don't know. Well, I'm going to half rate it. I'm not using our honk system. I was just going to say if I had to rate the draft from like 1 to 10, I was actually, like normally, not normally, but like I definitely wanted to give it a zero. Like that's <laughs> my whole point. But I might give it a one for the one positive thing that they, if they would have done it right, you know, I, I'm not, can I give a half? No, I'm not even, like, maybe a one. But No like, halvesies. I actually liked that they used, like, the Hall of Famers to announce the draft picks, but they didn't do, like, the rest of the draft was terrible. Like, if they would have done anything with that or make it cool or make it anything, like, they just showed the door and said SmackDown. I'm like, but there's no reason with like who's back there, who's making picks, why they're making picks. Like it just, 
I like logic. I'm sorry. Like I know it's wrestling, but just no, give you, me you something to sense. just make it make just... sense, and I and I'll I'll care, and I'll tell people who like entertainment, dude. Check this out. I know you like the draft. You know how this happened. Well, this is what this happened. I have nothing to tell people. I have like, hey man, you know this cool thing I like. Well, this person used to wear red, and now they wear blue. So I you just don't lean into it. You just don't talk about it. It's, it's, there's no point, you know. But because they can do whatever they want, it's just so depressing that they don't make it entertaining. And that's what gets me down. Like, it's just... It I think the hurts. problem is they have too many premium live events, and that that's where that, this is coming from, is, like, they just don't give a shit because they're like, eh, whatever, we just got another one next week. They just it got so much stuff that they have to try and cram in such a short period of time. I got to be honest. I think that I've talked a lot about the draft. And you are right about there being extra premium live events that kind of make it tough to build anything. But mm-hmm. I don't think as I was as negative as I thought I was going to be. I really hated that damn draft. And I think I was I think I was light. So that just should tell you how much I hated that fucking thing. And there's just in two weeks it's not gonna matter. Like, are they even gonna mention what happened in the draft? Like, you know, in the NFL or any other draft, like four months from now, you get to talk about like this Pearson got cut. His first round draft pick was a fucking waste. We don't like him and we got rid of him. And that's a story. And then we're going to make that thing. And they got nothing. Nothing about the draft is going to matter in two weeks. Nothing. Nah. Nothing. You know why? Because it's all going to come down to Seth winning that heavyweight champion. Your new WWE World Heavyweight Champion. That freaking clown, as uh, Paul Heyman called him. Yeah, freaking clown. Yeah, it's a little weird that, uh, you know, that uh, the Bloodline's hating on Seth this past week on Raw. But whatever, man. I I mean, it's there to set up Solo versus Seth. Um, But, you know, just watching this, it it made me think, and you were just talking about how, like, Rowan's been absent. And it's like, yeah, he's been absent, whatever. But, like, now it's it's in a weird way. It's It's, like, more noticeable that he's not there. I'm thinking about it like we haven't seen him since WrestleMania, have we? It's what I said a couple weeks ago where I'm like, where's you the did. story? Where's his story? What is he doing? It's just like, yeah, he has the belt. We'll see you in 2028 when it might be rivaling uh, Bruno San Martino. That's, is that the story? We, I'm, I'm the best. Never going to see anyone. See you in four yeah. years. It's it's bizarre. But it, like this past, watching the promo that uh, Paul Heyman was giving out to, uh, you know, basically call out Seth Rollins, it, it, it feels weird. I don't, you know what it was? I think it was when uh, he got a phone call from Roman in the ring when the crowd was like, which I like, though, because then Seth just goes, it's going to be real hard to have a phone conversation with an auditorium singing. Oh, <laughs> yeah, they just... oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I can't hear my grandma, Keith. <laughs> so I got to say, as much like as then, I, I was like, what's a moment out here? I was just like, why isn't Roman out here delivering the lines for you? Why is he calling you on the phone? So that's the weird part about it is like, that's how they swerved us. Remember, Roman's not advertised for all these shows afterwards. He's not going to win the title. We're like, nope, he won the title and he's not showing up to all those shows afterwards, after After Mania. But retiring uh, at the top of his game. Smart man. The the thing I was going to say about the title, as much as I love it, I believe Seth deserves it. It's going to be fun. I understand it. Like they're making it very difficult, especially the way Paul Heyman is talking about it with Roman, 
for it not to seem like a consolation prize, to not seem like the one that Roman has is the real title anyway. And this is the thing that you get to deal with over here, why I'm not competing or I'm over there and I'm not. And if they don't eventually meet whoever has this title to unify something else or to make something more like this, especially and sorry, I'll let you go in one second, TBZ. But like the main point with that is with Cody. It's just the fact that Cody can't think that this new belt means anything. The the belt that his the story that he wanted to get that his father never got, the one that his father never knew about, like doesn't really tell the story. Like it just yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's all. I just want to comment. Uh, I was running long. About- that's what I meant. No, yeah, yeah. Uh, and the one thing that you said that I'm going to retort to this is that you're talking about the way Paul Heyman is talking about this belt makes it sound like a consolation prize. And I retort with, what do you expect with someone in Paul Heyman's shoes? He is the he's the advocate for the undisputed champion. Of course, he's going to diminish a cha- a belt that he can't have. But if you'd like to, like, I'd like to also flip the script on you. He also did fantasize Roman winning that belt. So the point like, was is you're creating that belt because you don't like the the work rate that you allowed Roman to have as being a new part-time champion like Brock Lesnar and you're not going to take the belt off him. So why even put him in the mix in the conversation? Like don't put Paul Heyman out there to do a quote. Like don't tell that story if we're going to nitpick on it anyway of just like yeah we if we're already going to think about this because it's Cody's story and it's already why even have Roman out or Paul Heyman to remind us? That's my point. Like he doesn't need to be there. They shouldn't even be interacting. He should be doing his own thing. He's doing his job. Roman. He's doing his job. He is, but he they just the story wise they just shouldn't be. No, I mean he's doing his you job. Pissing, pissing you off. That's the point. Uh, is okay. it? it, it if we get to the, if this is like the first, this is quarter, how we turn the bloodline really heelish. Like okay. it's not just slapstick. Oh, we're a bunch of like bad guys. Is it's like Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy. Yes, you're asking a lot of me for how much I hated the damn draft to let it play out. Like <laughs> for WWE, you're asking me to let it play out, and I guess I'm gonna have to. Do what it. else do you have to do? I, that's the Nothing point. It's just kind of like, yeah. I, mean, I can sit it out and here. complain. I'll say this. And then two months from now, he goes, did you guys see what happened? I'm like, no, what did I miss? I got, I'm so just I'm going to be here. I'm going to watch. Maybe Honk, if you love wrestling, might lean in AEW a bit more. We got Takeshita and Omega teaming together. That's going to be a fun bunch. We got a lot of people excited for a wrestling show in Wembley Stadium. So AEW is getting a lot of talk right now. With the pre-sales going hot right now, so yeah, everyone's liking AEW, and uh, they might be in—they uh, might not be liking that draft. Uh, same well, as let's me. not be all so glum, uh, doom and gloom here. Uh, I mean, this segment was—we spo- were supposed to talk about Seth, and here we are talking about Roman and Cody it, right oh, now. It brought me back. That that stain of the draft just won't get off of me. I can't get it away hey, from me. Let's talk. Don't about make some- me shake my finger at you. All right. No. I'm going to make sure that I remember that we talked about it because this has to do with bloodline stuff. We're talking about Seth. We're talking about Solo. We, we are talking about people. Seth. We led the bloodline. I don't know. Did, to... did we talk about my speculation for this belt with Seth last week? I don't I recall don't if we did. So. Go ahead. So I wanted to touch on this because watching this promo again was just fantastic. It was another 
It was another honker, if you will, of a promo. It was Seth doing his thing. The crowd even more emboldened by the flame of WrestleMania, singing his song. He doesn't even have to ask him practically at this point. He's got so much heat. It's great. Uh, no, heat. Uh, momentum is what I meant to say. I mean, heat can go either way. But uh, yeah, man, it's just great. Uh, I, I really want him to win this belt. But it also makes me feel like it's so obvious. And again, yeah, like at WrestleMania, again, it was so obvious Cody was going to win. And yet here we are. In a universe where he didn't win. Same could happen for Seth. Look how obvious it is that Seth should fucking win this belt. But he doesn't. Thought I have here. You have Cody win this belt. Yeah, sure, it's a consolation prize. Great, whatever. I don't care. The point is, is that Cody is meant to be a springboard for Seth to make him a heel. And you can have this feud because it has history. Cody beat him at WrestleMania on his debut. So when you start this feud being all like, oh, you got that belt. I'm going to come for that belt, Cody. And Cody's going to go, Seth, please. I've beaten you already. I've beaten you multiple times. I've beaten you with my pec torn off. This is stupid. And that is the start of the feud. So then Seth just keeps coming back like a fly that won't go away. You still get that kind of Waluigi-ish like, I'm going to get that belt. You like that that Skeletor type. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I'm just imagining for like a, a... a premium live event during this feud that Seth comes out dressed like Skeletor. <laughs> it works. Poss- It'll work. It'll work. The possibilities are on this is all I'm saying. And so uh, I'm okay with Cody getting a consolation prize. If we can get this feud, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> well, so it'll be, it will make a break with how this tournament even shapes up. We'll see how the champions. goes. We'll see when what they're doing. This? We'll see how it all works. Well, Night of Champions is the end of the bracket. That's sure. when it's going to cl- conclude. I just figure they're going to have some fodder matches on Raw that don't mean a damn thing at May 27th, right? end of the month, we'll have Night of Champions. But there might be some matches that happened after Backlash, Backlash. that have influenced Backlash is Saturday, is. by the way. Oh, that's my point. Like The, the draft took so much away from them promoting what's going to happen in Puerto Rico on Friday and Saturday. No, it didn't. There were literal matches on Raw that were advertisements for Backlash. They had Judgment Day versus LWO. They had Selena Vega in a mixed match with Rhea and said mixed match. They had them fight on SmackDown as well. It's a, it's it's a three hour oh. show. A lot happened. <laughs> no, I get that. I'm just I'm asserting you. Don't worry. They advertised it through their episodes in the, in the SmackDown and Raws leading up to ba- uh, Backlash. It's just been advertising. Hey, look at them go. I mean, honestly, though, props to Zelina. I don't think I've seen anybody counter the Riptide the way I've seen Zelina do it. So props yeah, that, to that was interesting. I'm also mad because they're going to be like, oh, you've countered it, except for the one time she's going to hit it on you when it's for the belt and you're going to lose. But it was refreshing to see, you know, it, it shows that Selena has experience and that, you know, she's a good wrestler. And I hope that, like, she gets back in the mix and. They're really leaning into her being from Puerto Rico. And the funny thing was, is that they advertised the crap, or at least talked about how much she lived in uh, Brooklyn or in New York. And then that one time, then like they cut her match and she wasn't in Madison Square Garden the day that they were there the one time. So Mm -hmm. like, I'm glad that she's getting her flowers in Puerto Rico from having the the home country and that. So that's yeah. just, it's still great. So that's going to be cool. But yeah. 
we hinted on the bloodline, and I don't want to forget about the bloodline. We were talking about we're, let's get back to Seth real quick with his match with Solo. We want to talk about that for a second, or just me talking about the bloodline in general. I mean, I'll come clean and say that was the one thing I didn't watch in wrestling this week was that match. I got that to match. that match and I never got to it. I'm sure it was great. Um, it but. ended predictable with a DQ with the Usos showing up and then KO and Sammy um, showing up. And that's how the, the show did ended. The boys look so we good didn't get a match? finish. Yes, the, it looked great because Solo and Seth, first time they ever interacted with each other, it was great. But a uh, s- couple things. There's the interaction that we saw with Sammy and KO, which was a, a week or so ago. And it was with Bro in the locker room in the back talking about how he had seen this movie, Little Giants. And he had seen them talking about this play called The Annexation of Puerto Rico. And maybe they can use that strategy to help them win against the bloodline of the Usos and Solo at Backlash. And Kevin Owens just look of just like, I have to still listen to this guy. Yeah. I can't believe no, I have to listen to Bro. I just want to piggyback on that. I still have something else, but uh, on Raw, too, you could tell uh, uh, Riddle, I think he was responding to him getting drafted to Raw, and he like was you know partying with uh, Sammy and KO, and he's like, oh, we could do the hangout forever, though. And then as he leaves, KO just goes, do you hear that? We get to hang out with him forever. I don't want this. He's just like really down on him, like, Jesus, they were in everything. They were in Gorilla, and he was all in his face like, that's great, man. We're both drafted to the same pro, and then we get to hang out every every day. And Ko's just looking at Sammy like, every, I hate, I, 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 I hate I, this. I, his disdain for him is just so great. It's just fun. Um, but yes, I wanted to make sure I talked about the annexation of Puerto Rico. I didn't we forget it. about it. But hey. there was another interaction with Sammy and Ko that happened on that show that I never heard about called the the SmackDown Lowdown. And that was them talking about Solo and how his name should not be called Solo. It should be, his name should be, I'm, I'm going to let my friends, friends that I'm going to hang out with all the time. because Also, draw opportunity. His name should have been Together because he's always together. with his friends. Yes. Also, Elden Ring so reference. Yes. <laughs> so funny. Together. He's never alone. Like that's Sammy. But yeah, that was a funny bit. Just like screaming at each other. And then Sammy just like he—he's you know he's actually not like that. Just I love the friendship. It was funny. He's like, "Come on, let's go. We're gonna go." And then Sammy goes one way, and Ko's like, "It's this way." I was like, "Well, then why did you tell me to go the wrong?" Way? <laughs> yeah. It was just—it's just funny video. It just I love. I hate it. to it say great. it, but in this duo, Ko is my spirit animal. Just just always aggressive and angry and just energetic and shit. I'm just like ah, I can relate to it's this. Just, <laughs> I've done this before. I got it. Just to opine on that for a second, just professional wrestling, which I love the the art form. There's just a few guys, which would be my favorite wrestlers, that it really doesn't matter what they are doing. I'm going to watch and I'm going to be entertained. Whether they're just doing a random interview on a show I've never heard of that's less than a minute and a half, or he's having a 30-minute match in Japan where he's losing to Finn Balor. Like the extremes, I'm like, it doesn't matter what he's doing. I want to see this guy and I'm entertained by him on camera. And there's only a few guys that do that for me. And KO is just definitely one of them. So before we get too far away from it, and this is what I had to say, I like how, so I don't know if you've heard this, but I've been told that uh, Riddle is trying out a new persona 
technically, or I guess, uh, supposedly. Uh, he's trying to be more serious now. Oh, I haven't I noticed. I mean, he's still got, I gotcha. he's still got what a I want kangaroos out, coming out of, his, yes. out of his feet this week. So I don't know how serious and you then, can be with kangaroos. Thank you, Mr. Rizzo. That's the point I want to touch on. Is because <laughs> the person who told me that, I'm, the point is, if he's do if he's trying to go for that as his character, he is doing a terrible job of it because he is still a goof. You could he's still got the bro, and we we're just talking about how Ko is sick of his shit because he's all like, "We get to hang out forever and party, bro." And it's like this is literally RK bro all over again. Yeah, if anything, if he wants to change his persona, he should put on a suit, and him and Baron Corbin should look like twins. Well, if he wanted to be like an MMA same fighter, like silver you know? suit. And back I don't know. Rooms. And just do something stupid like that. I don't know. You're the tax man. Uh, yeah. Any, anyway. Yeah. So I, it's it's amusing to me because it it does just feel like it's riddle. It's the same riddle. Same old riddle, which oh, I'm yeah. not mad about. If I'm you're all telling on board me he was changing something, I didn't notice. Nope. No, it's a terrible job. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. Anyway, I think I'm hearing something on my end here. Uh, I don't think you're hearing anything. Are you sure about that? Yes. I, I think I can really hear it right now. No. It's, you, th- it's what, what, ever present. You think you're hearing what's called the NXT or the AEW Dark or am, the Minute. If you're, sir, the, sir, I believe what you're trying to say is I'm hearing the Internet's fastest wrestling recap. The Honk If You Love Wrestling Minute of Wrestling Recap. You used to be NXT, but now it's AEW Dark. But yes, yes, that is what I was thought I was hearing. Yes, uh, it didn't happen this week. A quality what? control week, as I would say. Um, yeah, with me not getting a chance to watch AEW Dark or AEW Dark Elevation, because they no longer exist. And then my um, lack of effort style. to manage my DVR correctly so something records, I didn't get a chance to watch NXT and take notes so I can write a really fun and entertaining NXT minute. So I will make it a point to do that going forward. Maybe I will even watch Impact Wrestling because TBZ, I don't know if you know this, but one of your wrestlers that I think you really enjoyed made a appearance on Impact Wrestling. I'm going to need more than just really enjoyed. I enjoy a lot of wrestlers. I know. But okay. you're right. This is that was the wrong choice of words. It's, Orange Cassidy. I think it's, it's one of your favorite female wrestlers, and her name Wendy is Chu? Trinity Fatu. Trinity Fatu, and that would be WWE former wrestler Naomi. <gasps> what? No way! Yes, yes. Ah! So I'm gonna yes. get some video of her finisher that she did in her debut for showing up there, and she's now a part of of uh, Impact. Or yes, like so, I gotta show, get some of that, and maybe I'll watch that for a week and do a minute on that week wrestling. So yeah, we'll let's get, get real. Something. You were too bummed about the uh, the WWE draft. The draft just crushed me, man. The draft just beat me down. I mean, but yes, I, I really there wasn't wrestling for me to watch. That I tried, but the rep, the the draft really. That's really all right. We'll give you down. a pass for with how bad that draft was. Uh, yeah, just one week. I'll, I'm gonna make something fun. I'll make something fun though. Wow, we come to the end of the show. We did a lot of fun stuff talking about wrestling, but 
Uh, There's a lot of wrestling. To. You can't cover it all. No, you can't. You gotta try yeah. and pick on the topics that we feel are most, most relevant. Or just things we really got. It's our suicide of the week. And now I forgot what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, you know what? We did add something about like talking about bucket lists of things you wanted to see. Maybe we'll do that next week. How about we plan about oh, that next yeah. week? Uh, like, that's a good thing. So, okay. yeah, we can. Maybe that's the setup. So, if you guys even think of stuff, and maybe we'll get some time. Let's say this is the topic for next week. We've got to think of the top three things that we want to maybe experience live in the rest of that's like our bucket list. A top live three experience. bucket list ex- wrestling experience. Yes. Last week I talked about wanting to see Finn's entrance live. And then um, I will jokingly say I want to see Acclaim's rap live because I've seen Ooh. them twice and both times they showed up. Their rap was interrupted, so I didn't get to hear them rap. So, like, how am I actually get to see them but 0 for 2 with hearing them rap? It's just yeah. hilarious. Like, it's kind of funny. <laughs> yes, I didn't get to see that. So, um, yeah, we'll come up with some really cool bucket list items and things you really hope to see live that are maybe possible. Also, hey, if you want to get on the show, send us your bucket list. Yeah. At Wrestling Honks. At Wrestling on Honks. Twitter. At uh, Honk If You Love Wrestling at gmail.com. Send us yep. your list. Um, it, we'll read out what your uh, list is. Maybe you'll think yeah. of something cool that we haven't thought of. Or maybe tell something that was on your bucket list and maybe in the last like year or so that yeah. you have to experience. Like, just go. come on, interact with us. Tell us, tell us and the we'll few read them out on the episode next week it. during our segment. So that was us ending the show before we got to say our topes. What do you got there with TBZ? What are you going to say? Look forward to kind of just. Uh, <laughs> that's a good question. I also don't have my tope. You know what? I'm going to say Night of Champions. That's my tope because we're going to see a new heavy. World champion. That's something to look forward to in the future with WWE. I can't believe that I am actually going to promote something on WWE program after how much I hated that effing draft. Mm-hmm. But I really like Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny. And I'm really going to look forward to the Puerto Rico crowd. Like us not being there or being the first time there. Like I think the crowd's going to be hot. And a street fight with. Damian Priest, like, I think someone said that Damian Priest has not lost a singles match since, like, December or something like that. So, like, I'm here for this. I'm excited for that match on Saturday. So that's what my tope is. Watch it on the peacock. That's what I'm going to say. With uh, Actually, what time is it? Is it regular? I don't know. I was going to say something stupid about a time zone, but I think it's the same Eastern time zone. Puerto Rico is not a different time zone or anything, is it? Wow, I'm gonna. I sh- I hope this. I hope I sound intelligent with calling this out, or I'm gonna ask TBZ to cut it later. Well, we'll get it in post. I don't. Um, backlash scheduled with a pre-show commencing at 7 p.m. Okay, Eastern. normal time. Normal time. Yeah. Seven eight o'clock. Nothing crazy. Nope, not at all. But um, is that a, and not that it matters, and it, we don't have to oh. look it up. But it. I think it's a stadium show, so that's what's gonna be cool. But. I don't know what that means. Excuse me. I don't know what that means for a street fight, but I'm looking forward to it. Should be awesome. Is this a different type of street fight that Priest and Bad Bunny are in, or are they just theming it for this pay per view? Probably. Like it's just a street fight, right? There's no specialized stipulations. 
It might say something street fight, but I don't it know does. what that That's means. the point. I was trying to look it up. I can't figure out the exact wording, but it wasn't just a street fight. It was a specific type. And I was like, does that mean there's different rules or does it just... Maybe it just... they'll have certain weapons. Maybe the Donnybrook outside. match, you know, like... Yeah, I'm, but either way, I, I'm excited for it. I mean, we're going to see... Oh, yeah. We're going to see some Priest good is stuff. great. And uh, Bad Bunny, I still argue, is the best celebrity we've seen, like in this recent flood of celebrities invading WWE. Oh, it's ridiculous. He, he's, he's great. He's, he's decent on the mic. He's good in the ring. He doesn't look like, he doesn't look like he's, Oh, what if I do this move? He's not like Snoop Dogg on the turnbuckle. where you are like, please don't die. You know, like bad bunny looks like he could go. So uh, he's just... I, I, I pause because Logan Paul is a quickly approaching that title, but. I do like Bad Bunny. It's been a minute since I've seen him, so I'm excited to watch him at Backlash. Yeah, and like I said, it's the crowd I'm going to be into more than I think it's going to be a really hot crowd um, that it's going to eventually be, you know, it's going to be fun. And it just the, the stadium crowds that we're getting right now should be cool. I hope they're really interactive. I hope they're really loud. I hope it's really fun. That's what I'm looking forward to for Saturday. So that's nice, my nice, obey nice. this week. All righty. Well, that'll do it for us here at Honk, it, Honk If You Love Wrestling. Thank you for stopping by. Uh, like I said, drop us a line at Wrestling Honks on Twitter. Honk if you love wrestling at gmail.com for an email. Um, and pretty much anywhere else, YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok, I believe we're all on as well. Yeah, I think we're on all those socials. Hit us up on the flim flam. But at Wrestling Honks and Honk if you love wrestling at Gmail is the most. Come on, I want to hear some emails. I want to see some stuff from you guys. I want to hear some interaction for once. Get me with your uh, top three bucket list items. Let's go. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll get at you next week. And as always, honk. Honk. Yeah, honk it like it's hot. <laughs>